This particular gospel passage has a special place in my heart. A woman who said, if I but touch his clothes, I shall be cured. I think back to when I was doing missionary work in Southeast Asia. We were going to have a great outdoor mass in the middle of nowhere. And there were dozens of bishops and hundreds of priests. And people came for days and just camped on the ground. There was no stadium, there were no chairs, there were no benches. And when it came time for the procession to the altar and that long line of deacon, priests, and bishops made its way through the crowds, people would reach out to touch the hem of my alb and then kiss their hands. And it was a very clarifying moment because no one said, oh my goodness, it's Bob McTague from Newark, New Jersey. I need some of that. It didn't matter that it was Bob McTague from Newark, New Jersey. It was a man ordained in persona Christi. And these people of very simple, strong, lively faith knew that Christ alone is the source of wisdom and grace and healing and hope. And to be near him and to touch him with reverence and acknowledgement, that is good. So that's the first image that comes to mind. The second is the, the bewilderment of the disciples. When our Lord said, who touched me? Let's think about that for a moment. People were pressing upon him, and he had no response. Why? Because they saw him, and they touched him, and they did not believe. They may have approached him out of curiosity, but not with faith. But when power went out from him, he felt it. Because divine power is always sacrificial. It's always costly to God our Lord, and it is a price he pays because he loves us. And out of the whole crowd, only one touched him with faith. Now let's think about that for a moment. It's early in the week, and on Monday, you know I work in media, I have a lot of contacts. Every Monday, I get phone calls from priests across the country. They talk about their congregation who show up God knows why. They show up late, they leave early. They're dressed like they're going to the gym. They receive irreverently, they don't go to confession, and they wander out. And they teach their children to do the same. My brother priests tell me about their congregation who see Christ, who stand near him, who touch him, and are unaffected, unchanged, unmoved. And when people say, well, isn't it enough that they come? Well, if it allows them to stay in their delusion that you can kind of hang around the Lord and not be united to him, not believe him, not love him, not change for him, not give our best for him, not really worship him, then I don't think it's good for them to stay in that delusion. I think they should come, that is right and just. They need so much more. And I hope now the words ringing out in your heart and mind are the same that are ringing in mine. It's what, what our Lord said to the apostles, one of you will betray me. And they all say, is it I, Lord, 
Well, of course. Of course it's me. Of course it's you. We're all sinners. And Lent is around the corner. So between now and Lent, I urge you, I plead you, I beg with you, examine your life very carefully. Look at all the instances where you were near Christ and it moved you and changed you not at all. Let's look for the calluses on our heart. Let's look for the blind spots on our soul and then say, Lent is coming. Purge me, Lord, of my calluses. Heal me of my blind spot. Let me find you. Let me embrace you. Let me be united with you. For that is my only hope. May God's holy name be praised now and forever.